Hey all, this is Cassie, the host of Everybody. And ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with how the human body works and how no matter what stage in life you're at, you can make amazing changes. Together, we're going to deep dive into topics like disease, nutrition, mental health, and more, all with a focus on how we can take steps toward living healthier, happier lives. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Shannon Dolan from Health with Shannon. Um, Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, my name is Shannon Dolan, and my business is called Health with Shannon, and I am a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, which I know is a very wordy credential, but basically what that means is I am trained to really look at root cause of the symptoms that you're experiencing. So uncovering the real reason for why those are happening and giving your body customized protocols in order to support your system and begin healing. Okay. Um, so what kind of people do you typically work with? Like what are the the types of people that will seek you out? Is it men? Is it women? Is it kind of all across the board? What do you usually find? Yeah, that's a great question. So normally it is women. So I tend to work with the high stress, high achieving type woman. Um, and in my business, I kind of have two branches. So one of which is like really focusing on the women's health. And then another piece of it, because I do love working with those high stress people is getting in front of people in corporate America. So corporate wellness is also um, a place where I do some work and both of which is so amazing because, you know, when you're under a lot of high stress, you need all of the support for your body. So it's really fun to be able to get these people to reconnect to their bodies and just feel better and more energized and productive. Yeah, that's amazing. I bet you see a lot of really cool, cool results with that stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about women's specifically and what are the most common like issues or symptoms or whatever label you would like to put on it that um, women will seek out service from you? Yeah, absolutely. So typically it's about the hormones, right? So, mm -hmm. so many people are going through issues with their cycle, like PMS, mood swings, acne. Um, so a lot of women will come to me for like, Hey, I need help with this. Cause this is really just interfering with my life. Um, also the women who are now wanting to get off of birth control. So how to make that transition because, you know, They've maybe tried it in the past and it has not worked very well for them and they just sure. support. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk a little more specifically um, about some of these like hormonal issues mm -hmm. um, or concerns that some women have. Um, what would you say is like the most common issue that women have say with their cycle? Like the biggest thing that women complain about to you? Yeah, definitely just like the compilation of all of the symptoms related to PMS, right? So they're moody, they're fatigued, they're bloated, they're just feeling miserable every single month. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what, let's go down like a path, like how, how do you start a conversation with these people? What are some of the things that like you ask them, what parts of their lives are you looking into that kind of stuff? 
Yeah. So it's definitely like going down a rabbit hole of like, let's really uncover some layers here because while people do come to me for, you know, the hormonal health, uh, a lot of times it stems from poor gut health. So the first question I ask people is like, you know, no TMI in my book, but are you pooping? Are you going to the bathroom? Sure. What is going on there? Because if you're not able to do that, you're going to have issues with your hormones, simple as that. Um, so that's kind of where I start is like, okay, what's going on with the gut again? Cause if we can heal that, if we can get that functioning appropriately, it tends to then take care of the things further down the line. Um, when it comes to PMS, I am also looking at blood sugar. So some questions that I would ask there, are, are you having energy crashes? Are you feeling like you're having to eat like, every hour or so? Are you getting moody without food? Are you getting hangry, right? What are those types of symptoms that you're experiencing related to blood sugar? Because again, that's going to impact the hormones. It throws off insulin, which then throws off everything else. So um, those things are, the body is connected, right? Everything interrelates with one another. So um, where I start is just asking these questions and peeling back these layers and helping them understand like, Hey, these symptoms that you're experiencing across the board, they mean something. And that's what we're, we're here for. Sure. Yeah. And those symptoms are definitely a way of your body just telling you like trying to get your attention, right? Like, Hey, something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you find because you work particularly with like a high stress type of person, or at least that's where you like to work. Um, do you find that there are a lot of, uh, gut health and, or like pooping issues with people that tend to be high stress people? (laughs) For sure. Yes. (laughs) And mainly the reason why is because if you're under a lot of stress, you're typically in that sympathetic fight or flight state. And when you're in that state, it shuts down digestion. So you need to be able to be in parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest in order for your system to function appropriately. Here in America, we unfortunately put a badge of honor to anyone who is like working nonstop, who's go, go, go. And it tends to be kind of like this status symbol of how busy you are, right? Sure. So with that comes a lot of issues with gut health, right? Acid reflex, not being able to go to the bathroom, all of those things. So yes, I see that a lot. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have seen that as like a common thread among people um, that tend to be, you know, high stress, super busy, whatever, whatever label you put on it. Where do you start with those people? What do you have them start with? Is it more focusing on like learning how to rest, meditation, relaxing, things like that? Is it nutrition or is it a little bit of both? What do you usually go to? So that's a great question. So normally it is just like having them understand how to connect to themselves because, you know, they are just constantly on the go, go, go. They probably never have a moment to just like breathe and actually feel what's going on in their body. So um, for example, what I do in my business is I always have people go through a comprehensive assessment. And in that assessment is this giant questionnaire which goes through all of these different symptoms, right? And when people are going through that, that's when the light bulb starts to go off of like, oh, that means something. Oh, I should pay attention to this. And normally the recommendations right off of the bat is gonna be like, hey, you need to sleep 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you need to just take some deep breaths before you eat your food. I need you to stop eating on the go and, you know, chew your food and just create this environment that feels really nurturing for you while you're nourishing yourself. Sure. That makes a lot of sense for yeah. sure. Um, okay. Let's talk hormones a little bit. And, um, you know, one question that I get a lot from people is about caffeine and is caffeine good? Is caffeine bad? How does it affect me? What is, what is your take on caffeine as, as related to our hormones and our cycle and all of that? What, what do you think there? Yeah. So if you are someone that's already under a lot of stress and then you're putting caffeine into your system, you are basically reinforcing that fight or flight, high stress inner state. Um, So what I would say for that is, first off, we wanna look at, are you even hydrated to begin with? And then how much are you drinking? And, you know, get a little bit more specific. But um, I would say if you are waking up and you feel like you need to have coffee in order to function in the morning, that is a red flag. So, Yeah, I would want to pay attention to that because again, that's probably something related to blood sugar and we got to get the system hydrated before we even dive into coffee. And then if you are drinking coffee, make sure that you're not overdoing it, right? Maybe just like one cup and then adding things like, um, an adaptogen in there, like mushrooms can be really great. Like reishi, for example, there's uh, plenty of those type of coffees out of the, out there, I like Organo uh, personally, and then um, make sure that you're eating while you're having that. So that way it just is a more steady state of, um, you know, it's not going to throw your blood sugar way off as opposed to just like dousing yourself with the caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. um, I had listened to a podcast in the past that was talking about kind of, and this sounds sort of like what you're getting at too, is like people that are high stress or you are used to being anxious or maybe have like higher levels of anxiety, almost um, have like a little bit of an addiction to it. Like if they're not kind of on edge, then they don't feel right. And so even though we're not consciously doing it, but our brain is kind of telling us like, Hey, like you need to be in this state of whatever it is, anxiousness, high stress, whatever, to be able to perform well or, or whatever it is. Um, and I found that to be very, very interesting. Like, yeah, it is fascinating. Your body basically becomes addicted to cortisol. So, um, that even goes into like high intensity exercise. So people who are like in this, you know, high stress mode, the women that I see tend to also be addicted to those high intensity workouts. And when I tell them, Hey, we need to actually scale back on that. And let me give you permission to have two full rest days. (laughs) It's like, they don't know what to do, right? Because their bodies are just like addicted to this cortisol. And yeah, they'll, they'll try to seek it out in other ways, whether it's exercise or more caffeine. You're exactly right. Sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's go a little more into hormones, birth control, you know, you said some people will seek you out when they're trying to stop using birth control. Um, where do you start with those people? And why do why do they choose to stop using birth control, I suppose, is the first question, you know, so is it sometimes because they're wanting to get pregnant, or they're just wanting to go a more natural path with their body? 
Yeah. So what I see with hormonal birth control, it kind of varies person to person in terms of why they're getting off. But most of the time it's because they're realizing, Hey, I've been on this thing since I was like 16 years old. I'm now 30. Uh, I think I need to reevaluate. Right. And thankfully there is more information out there about the effects of the pill and possible relationship between that and the symptoms that people are experiencing. So, you know, just people wanting to take that step to heal and then yeah, potentially start a family. So when it comes to the pill, when it comes to the pill, some things that we know about it is it is depleting of nutrients. So over time, you're thinking, oh gosh, this person has been on the pill for 15 plus years. They've been depleting themselves of all of these different nutrients, particularly ones that are important for metabolism, are important for immune system function, and then bone density. And it's about really uncovering those foundations again of like, why were you on the pill to begin with? Was it just specifically because you're sexually active and you wanted to avoid pregnancy or were you trying to air quotes here? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Not fixing symptoms. That's one thing that needs to be very clear. Those symptoms that you experienced before getting on the pill are going to be there when you try to get off. And unless if you're really getting to the root cause of them, they're still going to be there. So again, we just need to go back to peeling those layers back and seeing how can we support your body during that time? Sure. Yeah. And another question of mine is, do you feel like, and this is probably a loaded question, but do you feel like doctors themselves, like regular, like OBGYNs, or maybe people are getting birth control from their primary care doctor or internist? how well educated are they about what say the birth control pill or maybe an IUD um, Mm -hmm. actually does for the body or to the body? And the reason I ask this specific question is because um, me personally, like two or three years ago, I missed my period for like three months and I was not pregnant. I just was not getting my period. And I remember going into my OBGYN and talking to her about it. And she's like, well, we can put you on the pill to regulate your period. Now I had enough knowledge to know that going on the pill doesn't regulate your period. It eliminates your period in a way you're not, you're not ovulating anymore. You're not, you know, it, it eliminates your cycle. You have breakthrough bleeding, but it's not the same. And so I, she seemed surprised when I refused that I'm like, I just want to know why I'm not getting my period, why my cycle isn't, you know, I was, I think I was like 30 at the time. So it's like, it's not normal for a 30 year old woman to just all of a sudden stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you hear stories like this? Do you like talk with other, with doctors? Have you, what is like your knowledge on how they are educated, you yeah. know, when it comes to this kind of stuff? That's a great question. So I'll kind of give you my own personal story about the pill, um, which is kind of like reverse from yours, the, the okay. spectrum <laughs> where I was having a period and again, air quotes, cause you're not yep. a real period. Right. Right. Um, that lasted a full month at a time for like over a year. And I was going in and out of the doctor's offices, like, okay, this is an issue. And right. I was just being told it's normal. You're fine for someone in your late twenties. That's totally okay. Like, don't worry about it. And of course I'm like, this is not okay. Right. 
So as far as the education that doctors are getting, I am not sure exactly, but I think there needs to be a better conversation and a deeper um, educational learning for them about what it does long-term because it is sure. often pers- like over-prescribed kind of like antibiotics can be over-prescribed, right? Sure. And we're not thinking about the long-term consequences of being on the pill and also just not informing people of like, Hey, these are all the things that hormonal birth control does, right? If you want to make an informed decision of your body, you should have all of the information. And so often we're not given that. And I don't know, again, if it's because some doctors just simply don't know, they're not taught that, or I don't know why it would be withheld, but it's, it's, it's definitely needs to be a better and a deeper conversation with each patient. Um, and that's again, not to say that every doctor is like that, but as far no. as that I have seen and the conversations that I've had with other clients, they've gone through similar conversations with their doctors where it's just like, here, try this and good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about kind of the side effects of birth control or the things that maybe, um, we aren't told or educated on about hormonal birth control. What are some of those things that we should be aware of if we're going to choose to use it? Yeah. So like we were talking about, about how it's not a true period that you're getting when you're on the pill, um, you're taking synthetic hormones. Okay. So it's not your natural hormonal production. And what happens when you take these synthetic hormones is it shuts down your natural hormones, right? So, um, then you're going to have imbalances going on in the body elsewhere. So some people might be experiencing some issues with the thyroid later on. Um, Again, I was talking about how it depletes nutrients. So um, for example, some B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, and CoQ10. These are all of the nutrients that are getting depleted when you're on hormonal birth control. So there, when you get off of the pill, like I said, you're probably going to experience some of those symptoms that you had leading up to when you decided, Hey, I'm going to take the pill. And there is actually this um, syndrome that is now slowly starting to get recognized in the medical community called post birth control syndrome. And it's a compilation of all of these symptoms that are really annoying. (laughs) Okay. So you can have issues where, you know, your body's just trying to figure out how to regulate its natural hormonal production. So you can have increased levels of testosterone for a short period of time, which would cause like some hair growth and oily skin, you know, acne can pop back up. You can have just overall inflammation going on, low energy, all of these different things. But again, if you come back to knowing how to support your body through nutrition and giving your body you know, the rest and the, the appropriate, um, you know, things that it needs, the pr- appropriate protocol that it needs to heal, you should be okay. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about exercise a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about the type of exercise that you choose to do and the part of your cycle, because I know there's a lot of connection there. Um, I've done a little bit of learning about it, but you I'm sure you know much, much more than I do about how sometimes those high intensity workouts at certain points in your cycle can actually be kind of counterproductive for women. And and how does that work? 
Yeah. So, um, along with nutrition, I've also been a personal trainer for about a decade. So I've seen a lot of the mistakes that women are making in the gym. Um, you know, so many women are coming in multiple times a week and just trying to get their butts kicked basically at the gym. Again, they're addicted to cortisol. Um, but some things that we want to keep in mind when it comes to exercise is strength training is amazing for women. Okay, not only does that help build our bone density and our muscle, but it also is going to change our body composition. Um, and, you know, there's nothing more empowering than going to the gym and lifting heavier than the guy next to you, right? Sure. <laughs> like, you feel really badass doing Yes, this. for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, doing weight training is amazing. Um, also just like scaling back on cardio, right? So even if you are, let's say you are a runner and you're just like, I love to run. It's my favorite thing. That's fine. But just make sure that you're, you know, also getting enough rest and you're nourishing your body appropriately. And as far as how many days a week you should be exercising. And I'm talking like actual training sessions, Sure, I would say probably about five, depending on your stress level. So again, don't be afraid of rest. You need rest. Rest is a productive activity. So make sure that you're getting those rest days in just like athletes would. Um, but yeah, go hit those, hit those weights. Those are going to be really powerful. Yeah. That's definitely a conversation I have a lot in the gym, uh, as well with women is like, mm-hmm. well, I need, I want to lose weight. So I need to do all the cardio mm-hmm. and having that conversation about, okay, if we look at like body composition, um, and as far as that, like fat percentage to muscle percentage and what that looks like, changing that composition from the fat to the muscle is really very important um, when it comes to, I guess, air quotes again, weight loss and or <laughs> changing the way your body feels and looks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people have this sense of, I need to lose fat, but really, when we're looking at body composition, yes, you're looking to lose fat, but you're also looking to build muscle and strengthen your bones. And I come into personal training from a physical therapy background. So my background is always like injury prevention is like number one for me before anything else. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk someone out of (laughs) the cardio sometimes. Oh my gosh. And I, I mean, in the past, I do love to run. So I've done marathons, half marathons, all of those things. And when I was training for marathons, you know, sure. In the, the first one, I, you know, lost weight and whatever, but then the second one, I actually ended up gaining weight. And that was an indicator that, Hey, something's going on here hormonally. I'm putting my body under way too much stress. Um, and it was just shifting some things. So yeah, I mean, you don't have to be on the, the treadmill. <laughs> right. Not to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So let's just talk like general health and wellness. Now, if someone is saying like, I just want to lead, I want to be healthy or healthier as a woman, what are a couple of things you would have that person focus on? Yeah. So I would have them focus on a couple of different things. So I like to think of kind of like in categories, right? So like the food that you're eating, the exercise, which we already talked about, and then also just kind of like that soul health, right? Like what feels good and nourishing to your soul. Um, So for nutrition, of course, we want to get 
all of those real whole foods, right? We don't want to have all of the loads of sugar. I feel like everyone pretty much knows that basic foundation of nutrition. Uh, but this is where it's also helpful to get the um, help of someone that's a nutritional um, therapy practitioner or a nutrition expert is they can help you really figure out what you specifically need, right? Because it's going to be very different. What I need is going to be completely different from you. And so that is somewhere where I would, you know, of course, start is looking at what's going on with the diet and how to just, you know, eat foods that feel good for you. And then as far as the soul stuff, right? So, you know, nature is so powerful and it can be very calming to the nervous system. And the people that I work with, like I said, they're under a lot of stress. Their nervous system is constantly getting like tapped into. So if we can just like reground and reset, it's so valuable, particularly around, um, you know, working from home it's really a challenge because your work is basically always there. Yes. And many of us had the ability to shut down the computer and leave the office. And now we don't have that, right? It's always there. Right. So I recommend to clients of like, hey, create some sort of commute for yourself, right? Like this doesn't mean that you're going to get in your car and drive somewhere unless you want it to be that way. But, you know, shut down the computer, step outside, maybe go on a walk, do breath work, meditation. You need to switch your brain from that go, go, go into the okay, now I can just take a deep breath and play. Um, sure. Yeah, doing more of the stuff that you love too. I find that a lot of people feel almost like guilty or they push off doing these things that really inspire and light them up. But then they go and do it and they're like, I feel like a whole new person. Just like from, let's say, drawing for a half hour or gardening or whatever it is that they love to do. It's get more of that into your life and don't feel guilty for doing it. Yes, absolutely. I know I just posted on um, my Instagram stories yesterday. I was like, before I went to work, I sat outside and we have like a gas fire pit and it was still dark outside. And I was like, I'm going to light a fire and just like sit outside for five minutes. And I literally did. It was just five minutes. That's what I had time for. But it just feels so good to do something that just makes you happy, you know, yeah, and even just that five minutes of outside time in the morning is like, can be game changing for the whole day. So that's the thing too, is I think that's so many of us, like when we look at, you know, health and wellness and all of these things that we, you know, want to do in order to nourish ourselves, we might like over, um, overthink it or we're thinking, oh, it's going to be this big process of having to do it. But really for long-term health, it's just these little actionable steps consistently on a daily basis. Right. And like you right. said, five minutes yeah. is so powerful. Even just, I sometimes tell people like, Hey, you don't want to sit there for 10 minutes to do meditation. Just give me one minute, you know, right. it can change your life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it absolutely can. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, anything else we didn't touch on that you feel like is important to add or that you want to make sure we do touch on? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I would say, you know, I've kind of been touching on like these, this whole thought about symptoms, right. And mm -hmm. your experience in your body, definitely pay attention to those. Okay. So if you are, for example, experiencing a lot of fatigue, and you're going in and out of the doctor's office, like we talked about with hormonal birth control, our own stories, and you're just not feeling heard or listened to and nothing is working for you and you're just frustrated, you need to really like be an advocate for yourself, right? So 
find the practitioner that's going to help you and go in with information, right? So, you know, the more that you can be armed with knowledge of, hey, I know that I need these thyroid panel blood tests done, not just T4, right? Right. (laughs) Then actually like get those things that you need done and don't be afraid to just search for other people and other practitioners to really help you. Um, Listen to your body. You know yourself more than anyone else in the world. Um, And yeah, just use that intuition to really navigate that process for you. Sure. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Um, And I think that is too why so much more often people are seeking out alternative care outside um, of the medical system, not to put the medical system down at all. But I do know that our system is so bogged down by numbers and requirements. And I think often, you know, our practitioners are feeling just as much stress as the rest of us. But, you know, sometimes they they just don't necessarily have the time that they would like to to spend with us. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of something that's a little unfortunate right now, but seeking out that alternative health, whether it be through someone more of a naturopath type doctor or, um, you know, so many people doing things like chiropractic care and acupuncture and, you know, all of these things that yes, maybe you're paying out of pocket for, um, but can really make, you know, all the difference in the world to your health, especially if you're someone that is experiencing something that just doesn't seem to be getting taken care of. Um, and you know, I've, I've seen a lot of this more in my physical therapy world of, um, you know, chronic pain was like one of my specialties. That's what I, uh, worked with most of my days. Um, and you know, it's so hard because people just kind of get sick of prescriptions being thrown at them. Right. So it's, it's almost like there's, only so much that your doctor can do for you. And one of those things is, well, here, take this medication. Well, now I have this side effect. Well, okay. So take this to get rid of that side effect. And then before you know it, you're on five or six medications, you're still hurting and, or like, you're still having whatever the issue it is that you're having, um, and kind of confused and a little hopeless. And that really is kind of what led me to start this podcast was because I felt like I was having some of these same conversations over and over and over again um, Mm -hmm. with my patients, with my clients, with friends and family. And it's like, man, I wish I could just get the word out there that like there's other stuff out there that the way you're feeling is normal, that like you deserve to be heard. You need to be an advocate, you know, all of those things that you just covered. So Yeah. yeah, definitely. And also like, I mean, it's a shame that all of these things are alternative and you have to, right? Yeah, you know, but I think that when you look at it as long-term, right. So getting that energy back, feeling less pain, um, having all of these tools in your tool belt, because most of these, again, kind of quote unquote, alternative <laughs> people sure. are going to give you all of the information that you need for the long-term. They're really, they're, they're investing in your health as much as you're investing in, in their price of whatever their cost is. Sure. Um, so, you know, you can't really put a price tag on it. And again, I, I'm, it is really frustrating that you do have to pay out of pocket and sometimes it can be quite the expensive journey, but 
Um, thankfully, yeah, there's podcasts like this out there. There's books that you can read. There's all of this information out there that you can really dive into and help um, just kickstart your journey as best as you can. Sure. Yeah. And um, I do always advocate for like investing in your health is the best investment that you can make. And um, I realize all of our financial situations are different, um, but I know people are sometimes taken back by a price tag sometimes. And I always just remind them, think about in the long run, like what is your health worth to you? Because if you sit in this chronic state of whatever it is for however many years, mm -hmm. at some point that's going to break down, right? And what are the costs going to be then? So really taking the time, taking what you have, like you said, even just, you know, there, I feel like there's really no excuse to like not have knowledge anymore because we have like the internet, <laughs> we have, you know, I mean, you can find so many articles and um, research for free now. So, you know, it's just starting to, even if, if where you can start is with the free information that you can get a hold of books at the library, you know, research articles you can find online. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as you're finding the right trusted sources, at, at least it's somewhere to start. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then one thing I will also say too, is like, you know, a health journey is not linear. So, some days you might be feeling on top of the world. Other days it's like, oh my gosh, what happened to me? What happened to my body, right? And yeah. don't judge yourself when that happens. Um, you know, it's, and that's when it's really powerful to have these practitioners or these people that you can go to and just talk about it with, you know, because um, like I said, you know your body more than anyone. And if something intuitively does not feel right, then it probably is not right. And um, never underestimate the power of having that, you know, practitioner. And then also like just good sleep too. And just <laughs> yeah. allowing your body to just, you know, get that re restoration that it needs. So um, yeah, don't judge yourself. Just, you know, take it one day at a time. Yeah. All right. So tell us where we can find you. Where do, uh, maybe your website, your Instagram, whatever, where if someone wants to seek out and talk to you a little bit more about their journey, where can we do that? For sure. Yeah. So you can find me on my website, healthwithshannon.com. I have some freebies out there in terms of guides, um, one of which is a healing hormones guide. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram at healthwithshannon um, and on TikTok too. So oh, perfect. <laughs> well. Yeah. I, I jumped into the TikTok uh, trend during, you know, COVID. So yes. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Um, well, I really thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been really awesome and exactly what I wanted to put out there. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Yes, for sure. We'll have to talk more in the future for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly hope you've learned something today about your body, and I know you're thinking of someone right now that would love to listen to this too, so go ahead and send it to them. Until next time, make sure to drink plenty of water, move your body, and smile often.